That's a, I think that's a great question. So we'll have to ask our, our, our master over there is if, if Hulk ripped Wolverine and Deadpool in half at the same spot, <laughs> would both of them live or would one of them live? One of them die? I don't know the mechanics. I want to take us on a little side quest. Goku's one of the greatest anime heroes of all time. He's badass. He's awesome. Dude, hands down, Final Fantasy VII wins every day. How could you not love the Mario Brothers movie? Robocop kicks everyone else's ass. And that's why Superman sucks. Oh, the Velociraptors kick ass in Jurassic Park every single day. Yep, went on a bit of a rant there, huh? Welcome to the SideQuest Podcast, everybody. This is Eric. It is year number two, SideQuest Podcast 2.0. This is episode 104, so we have been here for a year to be exact, and I am joined by Justin and Jeff, my trusty sidekicks here in the SideQuest Podcast, and we've got a couple main topics we're going to talk about tonight, the first being our podcast, A Year in Review. We're going to talk a little bit about Spooktober, which is our favorite month ever, and then we're going to finish it off with some Disney World 50th anniversary. So, gentlemen, thank you so much for joining me on our first episode of Year 2. Year 2. Year 2. Year 2. I mean, we have hit, a hunt before this episode, 103 episodes. So I've been stuck with you fools for at least a half an hour, a couple times per week, just talking who knows what so i gotta know take us on our very first little side quest here is jeff any favorite episodes from the first 103 um in no particular order just what are some that come to mind i mean i always loved our uh that first month because it was just very halloween themed (laughs) and pretty much all of those were great because we didn't know what the hell we were doing and they just stand out to me because you know it's like watching the first season of The Office. It's great, and you know what you're in for, and there was some, you know, growing pains there. So I'd have to say just that first month. Okay. A lot of a lot of good episodes in there. Justin, what about you, sir? I think that's a great answer. I'm going to bring up the Lost episode as one of my favorites, <laughs> oh, where <yeah>. we talked... <laughs> We need to we need to dig it up and we need to finally put it out there, audience. But there's there's an episode that we recorded that we just uh, fumbled. <laughs> Shit the bed. Shit the bed. It was it was so much fun. And until the day that the three of us die, we will know. And if I, if I say the lost episode, laughter. A hundred percent, Jeff. I'm definitely in your corner too. I, I mean. What can beat the very first episode of the podcast where we just literally sat down and recorded this and we're just like hoping we kind of got it right? Our vision, our three visions, um, just what the hell did we talk about? Just introducing ourselves and just silly things like that. So the first episode is definitely one of my favorites. Uh, But I'm also a a fan of uh, some of our top threes. I know we started off with, I think it was a top five, but man, we had to whittle that bad boy down to a top three. I just love hearing the different types of movies you guys love, you know, out there, depending on the season or the genre. So I got to throw it out there. Some of those top three episodes are some among some of my favorites. So outside of that, though, we've had a lot of guests, a lot of collaborations. Um, yeah, Justin. Episode. Yeah. I mean, so many good ones. Justin, any favorite guests or collaborations come to mind over this past year? 
Yeah, the first one that I I loved, and I can't wait to get them back again. But that was the Toddcast podcast. <laughs> great group. Of it guys. was such a great group, and I don't think that we fully like melded the comedy that we could have from just how ridiculously obscure that they are. But it was just hilarious just to hear about their antics about interviewing people named Todd. Yeah. I just like, that's just so fascinating to me. It's like, I, I, I couldn't name one person named Todd that I know. <laughs> and they've got a podcast. I hope it's still going dedicated to talking to all people named Todd. Yes. Yeah. That's a winner to me. They were they were so like so interested in us and so I don't know. I love yeah. that. That was that was one of my favorite guests. Absolutely. Shout out to the Todd Cast Pod out there. They're definitely still making episodes and we definitely got to get them back here in uh, year 2 cuz you're right. They, and they actually fed us a lot of great side questions. Like even even like our first couple of months there when we would pull out to the folks on Instagram and say, "Hey, we're recording tonight. Any side questions? They would just come up with the most ridiculous, like, how would you eat a banana or something without hand? Whatever the fuck it was, they would just come up with the most weirdest, right up our alley type of questions that we loved answering. So I, I gotta, I gotta piggyback off that one. Jeff, what about you, sir? Any favorite guests collaborations? I mean, two come to mind just because those two specific episodes, I learned a lot. So the whole time I was just sitting there like, I didn't know that. I didn't know that. And I didn't know that. Uh, and that's you know, the one episode when we had Becky on with Power Rangers, where she just, for a good 30 minutes, just told us everything about all the deaths, which I had no idea about any of that shit. Um, and then the second was when we had Tommy on when you were, um, I think, on your honeymoon. And yeah, Justin and Tommy went full force in wrestling. <laughs> and I was literally just asking questions because I was just curious because they obviously know more than either of us when it comes to wrestling. So I like the ones where the guests come on and like, you're learning something, even if it's in like the geek nerd culture, but you know, it's something that you had no idea. Yeah. I were two standouts. Absolutely. I mean, we had so many great guests. I mean, all shout out to all of our friends that joined us, Palindrome Jedi, Dave, Tommy, our cousin, Dan, just a whole lot of people that we were able to have come on and just shoot the shit with really fun. I enjoyed just like you, Jeff, I enjoyed like the stellar empire uh, guest, Andrew Sears. He was fun to have on. And of course, Ooh. of course, geeking out with Dr. Clark uh, Sheerla like that. It's so funny that, you know, by day he's carving people up on a, on a slab, a cold slab table. And then by night he's like eating popcorn and geeking out to all the, the best types of Star Wars stuff that's out there. So it's just, it's just really cool to get that geek side of folks that maybe normally wouldn't come out or maybe just is not well known to them. <laughs> so I got to give shout outs to both those episodes. And yeah, we definitely got to do some more collabs this year. So folks that are listening, let us know if you want to be on the show. We don't care who you are. Just come on, join us, and let's have a good time. Um, and I, I, I feel like not many podcasts would do this, uh, so maybe this is a little controversial. But I also want to know, uh, Justin, you alluded to it a little bit, but what about our worst episodes? Do you guys have any episodes that come to mind where it's like, you know what, we missed the mark. That just wasn't enough high energy. What the fuck were we even talking about for 30 minutes? Uh, any any 
ideas for worst episodes. Justin, I'll start with you to put you on the spot again. Oh, I'm on the spot. I'm on. I put in the frying pan here. There we go. Sizzle, sizzle. <laughs> uh, I, you know, while I loved so much of what our initial run, our first go of episodes was one year ago. Audience, thank you. Ooh. Applause. Um, we, I think we we recorded our first episode three or four times. Yes. <laughs> before we as a trio agreed that this is what we want to say so again i would throw those into the lost episode file and say like those were some shit episodes with some dead space with like we've done i think grown so much with not talking over one another but like as much as those first initial episodes were so much fun for learning like some of them were probably pretty shitty <laughs> Good points. I definitely agree with you. Jeff, what about you? Any episodes or topics come to mind that just didn't hit the mark? Well, I mean, I hate talking about food. So <laughs> anytime we talk about food, I knew it. Mark, uh, because it's not geek talk at all. So I don't find it interesting. So I feel we fail. But you know how I feel about food. And the other one, which the audience has never heard, but we have, and I hope one day. Eric, you post on social media at least the intro that got recorded, of which I feel is the worst episode because it was so bad we had to stop and restart. You were talking about popcorn, if we like popcorn, <laughs> done to hot, hot dog, dog water. I, oh, God. And then you were talking about hot dog water, and luckily it broke on your end. <laughs> but I was about to just say, we got to stop. Code red. <laughs> we got we gotta it's, redo this it's so, so true it's so true it's out there the somewhere. lost episode that is the lost episode justin's referring to so i will i will find it we will post it and just everybody as a as a one year happy birthday special we will post that today as well uh october 1st so be on the lookout for that because it's a it's a shit show you'll laugh your ass off it's so bad <laughs> one of mine jeff it's kind of in your court is uh i was just looking through our list of episodes because i'll list out kind of the topics of what we talk about and episode 13 somehow i can vividly remember we talked about frozen pizzas microtransactions <laughs> and and a wheel of side quests so you could tell we were just reaching like i think we literally showed up two minutes before we were recording we're like all right what do we do today oh i don't know i had a frozen pizza for dinner cool done jeff what'd you do last night well i was playing this game and there was a micro track okay done and that's how we figured it out so episode 13 unlucky 13 if uh <laughs> if you want to take a gander at that one and then i'll be honest this is more of like a, a net statement um out there is a little criticism on our parts just again self-reflecting this past year is you know we we get very excited and heated about marvel but there's a couple of episodes or maybe four or five in a row where it's like oh my god they're fucking talking about marvel again and in hindsight you're right audience like wow we really went marvel heavy when uh, we got overly excited when they started releasing wandavision and all the new shows and movies so um, looking back, and something I, I think we'll be able to achieve pretty easily here in year two is, you know, little doses. Things are good in little doses. Let's talk a little bit about it, but let's move on to the next and stay away from frozen pizzas. So, Well, can I say one thing? Though? Of course. We were, go we were on a drought of content of anything. We yeah. weren't getting new video games. We weren't getting new movies or anything. All we got, at least if in the realm of 
nerds and geeks was just Marvel. I yep. mean, that was it. That's all we were getting fed, which is fine. But um, so, you know, I think everyone was kind of geeking out at the time because that's all we had. We didn't even have Doom. Dune. We didn't have Star Wars. We had nothing. Right. All we had was Marvel. Yep. Very true. So a little bit of credit back to us, but still, you know, looking back now, could we have had maybe a little bit of something else? Probably. Yeah, (laughs) absolutely. So that was our little wrap up of the year in review. So obviously we don't expect you all to go back and listen to every single one, but go back and browse through. Definitely listen to the first couple episodes to see how we stumbled and fell and you know, even after 50 episodes or 75, there's still times where we stumble and fall. That's what we do here at times. But uh, it's a, it's been a great time. I'm so glad we made it to the year mark. Here we are in year two. And with that, what comes but on this day is it's officially Spooktober. Our favorite time of year is back once again. So buckle up, ladies and gentlemen. And for those of you that are just tuning in for the first time, we are major spooktober fans everything spooky the season autumn as justin would put it as opposed to fall um so i gotta ask you guys jeff uh jeff first what are we looking forward to the most this spooktober for me it's not the most it's the whole thing this weekend i've been doing the halloween decorations outside i get real excited about that i get excited about the uh pumpkin beer we all love that only comes out now i'm excited about sunny acres i'm excited about the haunted houses and the haunted trails we're going to go on I'm excited about spooktober the our big halloween party halloween we're all dressing up as loki's i mean the entire month is jam-packed fright fest i'm going to i mean everything about it just having halloween consuming us for one month is what i'm most excited about <laughs> and then it's just a massive hangover november 1st <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. yeah. Yep. And then you roll the mailbox. <laughs> One year anniversary of that. Let's never forget. Little RIP of uh, Justin and Palindrome Jedi's mailbox. Jeff ran over almost a year ago. Wow. Gone so soon. Gone too soon. Uh, <laughs> Justin, what about you, sir? What are you looking forward to most in Spooktober? So the one thing that I will bring up, and it's a was looking forward to, but got canceled due to COVID, but we were going to see Dashboard Confessional play uh, second weekend of October. Super, never seen them. They were playing, he was playing a live unplugged show. And due to complications with the pandemic, canceled his entire run of this unplugged show. But I'm a massive Dashboard fan. And his MTV Unplugged set is one of my favorite albums ever. And I was looking forward to that, like gangbusters. And when we got the cancellation notice from Live Nation, I was very disappointed. So it's a little bit opposite of Jeff's mm-hmm. excitement. So I'm rolling into the funness that we all have planned. Obviously, one audience that you're listening to this episode as it drops on October 1st, we will later this night be on a spooky cruise, Hocus Pocus Focus, (laughs) uh, and with alcohol. So that'll be tons of fun. And obviously, Spooktober itself, the big party that we throw, which may or may not end with a cackle and a pizza, is always a highlight. (laughs) Very good points. I'm, you guys are getting me so excited already. I've already got goosebumps, like the show Goosebumps. 
uh, or the books. Um, but I am super excited this year. I, I If I had to pick one thing, I honestly think the biggest takeaway for us this year, at least for me, is all of us dressing up as different Lokis and Mobius and just, you know, we know a lot of people probably have the same ideas, but it'll be so fun for us to do it because I feel like I feel like we got something going. Last year was Shit's Creek, and now this year it's Loki. I feel like now we started something, and we just got to see it through until the end of time. So I'm so excited. I'm excited for that, too. That I'm, I'm so glad that you bring that up. Do we want to get a, give a preview of the different Loki variants that we're going to be? Or do we want the audience to just see it live when it happens? <laughs> you bring up a good question. I say, I, always, I would say make it a surprise. Make it a little surprise. Maybe we tease it every once in a while here each week. Just maybe, Jeff, you, you give some pictures out there of maybe who's who. Um, but I, I say leave it a surprise. Uh, done deal. <laughs> I love that. And Jeff, you said you already decorated, uh, which I think that's acceptable. I, I don't know why I was going after you so hard uh, in my voice, but I think you got to start early because before you know it, Spooktober's over and you got to get the most out of your decorations. Well, yeah, I mean, most of Fall Fest and the Halloween stuff kind of soft start this weekend. So, you know, you got to get everything up because on Friday, I'm turning the lights on, the house is going to be spookified uh the insides all gotta be ready so on october 1st it's going and and it takes a while to set all the stuff up outside all the stuff inside um so you gotta kind of get it ready the week before so i feel the week before is acceptable so by october 1st whatever day it lands on each year you turn it all on and you're ready to go love that yep and if you think about it like Technically, fall starts, what, September 22nd, 23rd each year, and a week later, it's basically October 1st, so people decorate for fall for a week, and then it's spooky season. Like, in this household, the pumpkins are out, the corn stalks are out a week ago, and now it's like, hey, October 1st, let's get going. We got a lot of spookiness in this house to get up and running, outside, animatronics, fog machines, all the fun stuff. So I am so ready for Spooktober, so... Without further ado, in this SideQuest 2.0, we've got some very... I got a very special surprise for you, so just you guys hang on real tight. We got a new, brand new segment coming up. Flawless victory. Is that it? That was it. We did it. <laughs> so this brand new segment that I love, I know, Jeff, you love this too. This is Death Battle. So we are going to talk about a very fun death battle that I put together. So each week we'll take some turns here and there, and we'll uh, we'll bring the segment up every once in a while. But Wolverine versus Deadpool in a death battle. I I personally thought, you know, we, we went through an episode where we talked a little bit about this in the past, but... These two guys, Wolverine and Deadpool, just really struck a chord with me. Like, two guys that can heal themselves, that have really great abilities. And what I would just love to see them talk shit to each other as well. So, without further ado, let's talk death battle. Jeff, Wolverine versus Deadpool, who you got and why? I mean, as much as I love Wolverine, I'm going to have to go with Deadpool. Just from his feats in the comics, or at least from what I read. 
Uh, he literally cannot die. I know Wolverine has a very fast healing ability, but I believe if they just chucked him into the sun, uh, he's pretty <laughs> much dead. And I think Magneto can just pretty much rip him apart. Uh, and then he wouldn't be able to heal from that. Where Deadpool literally has been thrown in black holes, suns, and um, he just kind of poofs back into existence. So he literally can't die. He also killed, in one of the comics, all of the Marvel characters because he realized he was in a comic book and just jumped around killing everyone. So I know that was just limited to one series. That's not a normal power of his. But if you're retrospecting all of them, I just don't see Wolverine pulling off the weird, almost Toon Force type, you know, feats that that Deadpool has. I'm going to have to go with Deadpool with it. All right. Very compelling argument right there. Justin, what about you, sir? I, I, I think Jeff is spot on with what he's saying, but I'm going to play devil's advocate, and I'm going to say Wolverine wins. It's a close battle. It's not easy to say because their powers are so matched head-to-head. Obviously, Wolverine can't kill Deadpool and... Deadpool's and his guns don't do any damage to Wolverine. But I think that Wolverine has the experience over Deadpool to come up with a way. And again, I mean, Wolverine battles Hulk head to head and wins. Does Hulk rip Deadpool in half and call it a day? And if so, does Wolverine by osmosis then be the stronger character? I I that's that's what's weighing on me to say Wolverine. Okay. I'm not saying I'm right. I'm not saying I'm right. Okay. But that's 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 the way that I'm leaning. Okay. I you know, I only know so much about both of them and obviously I know what I know from the movies. Um and I just first of all, I think it'd be great to have Hugh Jackman and Ryan Reynolds go on head to head in in a movie format just for like a short cinematic fun shit to do 30 properly movie. properly Please, because of the yes. bullshit the bullshit that we saw of them <laughs> yeah. going head to head back to back oh my god driver was just not that does not count yeah ryan reynolds had a couple of those in his in his career with green lantern that one but it would be great to see them actually go head to head and i you know i think from a battle standpoint it would be a really well fought battle um, hand-to-hand combat would be tough though, because with Wolverine's claws and, you know, I know Deadpool has his swords, but I have to imagine that, you know, Deadpool at one strike or another from Wolverine is going to get either his arm ripped off or he's just going to slice right through the sword. Or I just feel like he's going to be fairly powerless, not too early on in the fight. Like I think it would be great and he'll hop around and do some of his acrobatics and stuff, but Wolverine's just going to go full on brute force and just like tear him up, tear him apart. And, I just think Wolverine's going to be standing on his corpse. But Justin, you brought something up. What? Well, wait. Yeah. How did if he's standing on his corpse, but Deadpool can't die, so he comes up after it. Well, could he though? That that's a. I think that's a great question. So we'll have to ask our 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 master over there. Is if if Hulk ripped Wolverine and Deadpool in half at the same spot. (laughs) <laughs> would both of them live or would one of them live one of them die i don't know the mechanics and unfortunately the comics are kind of murky with the mechanics behind that because i i know he rips wolverine in half and wolverine just kind of says fuck you and 
tears his head off and kills him. <laughs> um, but as Jeff's saying, Deadpool, he doesn't have... I mean, he... The way that he's written with character plot armor, yeah, it's it, that's that's what makes it so tough because you, I, I, again, if battle to battle, if you're talking about pre mutant Wolverine Logan versus uh, Deadpool, like who wins? I mean, I still think Wolverine is the victor. It's but a tough one, a good one. it's a it's a really great question. It's a really great <laughs> question. And then you factor in the whole fact, like Eric, you're saying, like if he goes brute force, if he goes berserk mode, Wolverine, that is, uh, he just, I mean, he's almost like the Hulk when he's just like in this rage of fury, where he just is just going to be berserker barrage and just nailing down. And um, God, that's a good audience. Audience, come on, weigh in, weigh in. Yeah, yeah, we want to hear from you guys. Yeah, we got to hear from you guys out there because th- this is a tough one. I mean, again, I just I just love both the actors that play them. Obviously, in the comics, it's totally different, but it would just be such a fun fight to see. Like how it would need to be almost like John Wick choreography or something. Like just those two going at it, not on the fucking like the movie where they're like on top of a nuclear reactor plant or some shit. But like. I would just love to see them in close quarters, like kind of across the room or just Deadpool shooting him in the forehead. And he's like, wow, you really just can't die. Can you, <laughs> you know, it seems like at least Deadpool, like if he gets, uh, you know, like, like if you cut his arm off or something, like it's just going to grow back. Like that would be fun to have a little timeout where like Wolverine, <laughs> almost like a best of three. I feel like they would do a best of three where like Wolverine slices off most of Deadpool's limbs and he's like, all right, okay, timeout, timeout. And then he like has to take a day or two to like, regrow his limbs and then go back in <laughs> that would be fun yeah i like that that's uh that's i like that i love that so we got to hear from everybody out there let us know what you think hit us up at sidequest pod we're still out there you know where to find us send us a message we'll post this on social media and we want to hear from you we'll post the results this weekend um so switching gears a little bit switching ears that is mickey ears and i think both Wolverine and uh, Ryan Reynolds there have have once one time or another worked for the mouse, but we we at the SideQuest podcast, as as most of you know, and if you're a brand new listener, you may know now that uh, Jeff and I and and in a close second, Justin, are mm. huge huge fans of Disney World. Uh, growing up there, watching the movies, just we we really love. Disney World in Florida. And on this day, October 1st in 1971, 50 years ago, Mr. Walt Disney stood on the ground and started digging and said, I'm going to make this the most magical place on earth. And he did. He did just that. Unfortunately, he passed away before it was finished. But it was opened on the 71st, on the 71st of, of 71st of July, which is October 1st, <laughs> April, the 4th of December. <laughs> oh my God. So it, it is 50 years old. So uh, happy birthday, uh, Mr. Mickey Mouse. And I got to know from you guys, we've all been there. You guys have been there together uh, before, but um, what are some of your favorite memories? And Jeff, let's go ahead and start with you. Just some favorite memories growing up, recent memories, Anything to do with Disney World for a little tribute. I mean, we've been going to Disney World since we were little, same as your family, Eric. And, you know, just all those trips when you're in school and you're so excited to go and you get there. And uh, when you're little, it's it's got, I mean, it literally has this magic. And it still does as an adult. 
but it's just different when you're when you're younger and taking my niece a few years ago you can just kind of watch through her like you were a kid again but yeah disney just does it all right from the sounds in the park to the smells to just you know the theming of the rides the imagineers the way they make them i mean there's nothing there's no theme park like it and it's not you know thrill rides and crazy you know the hulk ride or mm -hmm. you know raging bull but there's just something about disney that makes it literally one of the you know a special place and all my memories there are great i mean going as a kid with my brothers and my family and then you know a few years ago going with my niece and watching her experience it for the first time the fireworks shows going on the ride i mean the whole the whole damn package i mean walt knew what the hell he was doing and he just great and i don't think they can do that today i don't think there's a way they could build another theme park or a company that did what what disney's doing and did do yeah. so the whole thing is just it's just yeah it's just disney there's there's nothing else like it love that nice little summary there justin what about you sir favorite memories yeah, I can't disagree with what Jeff is saying. I never went as a child. The first time I went, I was like 30, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> so I was, an, I was an old man the first time that I went. But there was, a, like Jeff saying, the attention to detail that they go through in this park is just unparalleled. And I, I forget which park we were in. I was with my family, Palindrome Jedi. And we were walking through basically the Winnie the Pooh section and a random door opened and three cast members approached us and they said, excuse me, can we talk to you? Can we talk to you? Can we talk to you? And like everybody was like getting out of the way. Everyone was ignoring. And then all of a sudden Tigger and Pooh were there and they said, Pooh has a surprise for you. And so, like, my family, like, kept walking, and I stopped, and I was like, what do you got? And he pulls this ridiculously sized Sunday from behind his back, and he says, this is a special present for you. Oh, my God. And there's pictures on Facebook, which I'll, I'll find them so we can share them. But, I mean, this thing was ridiculous. And that was it. It was just the fact that they just were like, that's the family that we're going to go give this ridiculous ice cream sundae to. And they did. And I mean, it, on their menu, it was like 20, 25 bucks for it. And they just gave it to us for free. It was, I'll just, I'll always remember that. Hell yeah. That's, that's the Disney magic right there. It seems like going with Paladrum Jedi, she's going to attract cast members because she did it when we all went. With the uh, with the stormtroopers, where she had probably the most epic moment I've ever seen at Disney, where she was approached by two stormtroopers and a um, an imperial I don't know if he was a lieutenant or whatever he was, and uh, they came up to her with her lightsaber and it was at night it's lit, and they asked her if that's a real Jedi lightsaber and it better be a toy, and then she waved her hand in front of them like the Force, said. Uh, it is a toy, move along. And the same thing. It is a toy, move along. And we, we're all sitting. And I remember Justin and I and Dave just jumping up, like freaking out, like what an just an amazing moment. But that's what Disney does. But yeah, she she attracts cast members. So uh, if you want to meet cast members like Justin did, 
with the ice cream or we did when we were in Galaxy's Edge. Just uh, just go with her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just uh, we'll we'll post her her bank account info, her social info. Just <laughs> Venmo her all the monies, Address, and she will no join problem. you. Yep. <laughs> it's a very steep. It's about forty k uh, per hour. So you know, just uh, you know, look in the old piggy bank and grab a few grab a few hundred dollar bills. Get um, some shekels. <laughs> get some shekels. So. Favorite memories, that's a tough one. I mean, obviously growing up when you ride rides for the first time, I, I can't remember all of them from like being super young, but I just remember those kind of those those maybe middle school years when I was kind of growing up and of age where the rides were still incredibly, you know, believable in the sense that like I really thought I was in this place or I really thought I was meeting one of those characters. Um, and I still love it to this day. So just riding the ride, Space Mountain's my favorite. I mean, everything they did with Animal Kingdom was really cool. Uh, all the new rides that they're bringing on board and obviously all the new properties. They've got Marvel now, they've got Star Wars. So, I mean, Disney World's just a place where you can go, you can unwind, you can just let the magic happen, take the sights, the smells, the sounds in. And it's kind of like, uh, for those of you out there that have been there before, which is Vegas, it's kind of like Vegas. You just go there to throw away money. Like, you gotta go knowing that, hey, this, Justin, like you said, this Sunday is going to cost $25. Why? I don't know. It's got one extra banana in it. But it's fucking delicious, and it's magical, and it's in the shape of, like, three different characters. So, you know, it's it's just such a great place, great food. Go with people that you know would have a good time. Um, I think we've, I've even seen, like, grumpy people go and actually, like, laugh and put on Mickey hats and just, like, really have a good... So, I don't know. Something happens there, and, uh, you know wish I could live there, but I, uh, I got to hit the lottery first, but, um, no, I just shout out to Disney world. Happy 50th birthday, Mickey mouse and everyone. And, and, uh, I got to ask you guys a side quest. I gotta, I gotta branch off here really quick. You guys are in charge of Disney world. You got the keys to all the kingdoms. Um, if you could create a fifth park, what would it be? Would it be something magical, something unique? But if you had to come up with a fifth park at Disney World, and whatever you say goes, Jeff. What kind of park are you making? Oh boy, um, I would probably just really want to focus in on a Star Wars park. I mean, to be honest, because um, they've they've hit all the other the other parks. Epcot is amazing. I mean, I'd love for them to keep expanding Magic Kingdom and Epcot and Animal Kingdom, but a real the way they did galaxy's edge is amazing but it's just too small right and if they had a full park where each like in in magic kingdom there's different lands think of the star wars park as different planets so you'll have tatooine you could have you know um coruscant you could have the different couple of the famous planets and they could just go insane i mean imagine what they could do yeah with that it just it blow your it blow all of our minds absolutely awesome idea justin gotta follow up that one how you gonna do it i'm I'm gonna i'm gonna (laughs) piggyback and because the first thing that came to my mind is an underwater park Ooh, would would just be so effing fantastic and the gungan planet from star wars and all of their underwater awesomeness would be like a great kind of transition into living under the sea wow 
That sounds awesome. I, I have never thought of that before until you brought it up. That's like a that's a really good idea. I like that. You two Thank you. are in charge. You two just got a raise. Um, well, well. <laughs> better than Eisner. So mine's, I, I don't know if this is a cheat or not. You guys tell me. But one thing I know they legally can't really do um, is the Marvel characters actually being on rides. So I know there was some kind of deal before they actually owned Marvel. I would love for there to be a dedicated Marvel park. And this be geared more towards like the teens and the young adults and like our age to where it's more like a Six Flags. Kind of like, obviously, Islands of Adventure and that and all that, but like solely dedicated on Disney property to Marvel. So you walk in and like you're in New York City, you're in Wakanda, you're in all these different places where big landmark events happen, and you're just meeting all the characters. And I know they opened up the like campus in Disneyland, like the, the Avengers campus, like that's kind of cool, but that would just kind of be like a small little subsection of this entire park. Like it'd be great to have all these different rides geared towards Marvel characters. And I mean, obviously they got the property now, so hopefully one day they can make it happen, but I think it'd be really cool to have a superhero park. I believe they have sketches for it. It's that universal thing. Yeah, the contract yeah. fucked them over. <laughs> I have a feeling, you know, eventually that's going to end. Or, the, I mean, Disney knows, and I have a feeling there's many sketches right now at Disney of a Marvel park. I almost can guarantee that. Yeah, good point. So, uh, Disney, if you're listening, make it happen. Make it happen. Oh, Jeff, what, what's that? Is that a little little treasure chest over there? You see that? Well, you see a little no. treasure chest? What is it? Open that up. Make the little noise that it opens. Check it out. Go check it out. Check it out. Oh, it's opening. Let's go. Oh, what did we just uncover? But our second segment of the night, it is Retro Game. So we are going to talk about a retro game. We're going to try to bring this to you every so often, which is... For tonight, we are going to talk about Pokemon Snap. So all the way back to Nintendo 64 days, it is a retro game. So any of you folks out there that have ever played it or owned an N64, I'm sure you know what we're talking about. And if you don't, and for the Claudias of the world, hi Claudia, welcome to year two. Um, this was a game on the N64. It actually came out in North America on June 30th, 1999. So, I mean, talk about good timing for this game to come out. Middle Hello, of summer. Yeah. Holy shit. <laughs> like, good good timing there, uh, Pokemon Snap creators. But this game, for those of you that don't know what it is, basically it's a uh, a game where you just rail shooter. You just, you just go automatically. You're in a little cart. Uh, Professor Oak, who's like the master scientist behind all the Pokemon and categorizes and catalogs them all, he sends you on a mission. You are the photographer, and your job is to go out and snap Pokemon in their natural habitat. And get them to do weird tricks and shit because you got apples and little firecrackers and who else knows what. Um, but basically, you go over these different levels. There's about six different levels. And you try to make the most amount of points by getting some really cool snaps. So, with that little overview, Jeff, what's the first thing that comes to mind when you when you think of Pokemon Snap? So much comes to mind. I remember. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the 64 comes to mind. Um, and Pokemon was just such a huge thing for all of us. When it came out, we we didn't really know what the hell it was. We just knew we needed it because anytime a Pokemon game came out, you just had to have it. And um, 
you know, you just you took photos of, of Pokemon and <laughs> your favorite ones were in there because I think all original 150 are in there somewhere. You have to trick some of them to come out. Yep. And then the pairing they did with Blockbuster where you could go and print the, <laughs> the photos out as like little stickers, probably no bigger than a like a mailing stamp, but... Oh, and there'd be a line to get in there to print them out, and sometimes the printer would be broken or it'd be out of paper, and it'd just ruin your day. And we played, <laughs> and, and let me, you know, let me make clear: the game is about forty minutes in length, if that. <laughs> I mean, it is not a long. It's not like Arena of Time, um, which also was on sixty-four. But there was just something so stupid and fun about it. And we just kept playing it over and over and over and over again just to get the cool photo, just to get it printed out at Blockbuster, just so we could brag in middle school, like, look at the cool site that I took. Oh, I got Gyarados. How'd you do that? You throw apples I mean, in the waterfall. <laughs> yeah, it was just, you know, it was like watching, you know, gaming for us back then was like watching the new show. Like, did you watch Power Rangers? It was an awesome episode. Did you played you know the new game because at the time everyone was just playing the new game did you get pokemon you're playing that did you get zelda everyone's playing that so it was like talking about game of thrones and then trying to figure out how to unlock pokemon because you didn't have the internet the way we did where you just google it in two seconds that's how you get gyarados to um right up. you either gotta get nintendo power borrow your friend's nintendo power or have one of your friends tell you how to do it and you'd go over to his house and figure it out and just <laughs> super awesome to do it i remember eric you and i would do it yeah um to get the gyarados because you really like gyarados which is yeah from the, you know yeah. fun topic we talked about a while ago um <laughs> we leveled only a gyarados but yeah so that's, that's what yeah that's what i loved about it yeah that's a great summary and and i gotta i gotta go through some of the critical reception here so the reception of the game it actually scored semi-decent, like for as big of a, as I think in our minds of a game it was, like it scored 77 on Metacritic, GameSpot had it at 8 out of 10, IGN 7.8, Nintendo Power had it at an 8.7, so it actually scored fairly decent, and I just love looking at Wikipedia and, and reading through some of the original reviews where GameSpot praised it as being a refreshingly unique game. It's just funny to think back, like you play it now, and it's like, God, what the... What the fuck is like we that was like state of the art graphics. It was awesome to see your Pokemon, your favorite Pokemon in there. And I will admit, I I don't know if another game has come out uh like this. Let's call it like this game that has so much replayability. Because you think about it, you go through that same level, it's what, like a little five minute cart ride tops. Um, you go through that same level like easily 25 times because you just got to get the po you got to get Pikachu and then oh wait you didn't throw the apple far enough to the surfboard now you got to start all over get him on the surfboard better picture and then this one the Butterfree isn't hatched yet so you got to go and do this thing. Uh, well, and I got some you good news for you. Oh, there what? Is a Pokemon Snap Switch. Oh yeah, you're right. That came out. Uh, <laughs> that came out this year and it's like it's weird to think that. This is this is kind of like the first one since then. I know there have been like other small weird versions of it, like just I don't know, just ones that haven't really for me come up that seem to be interesting. But yeah, you're right. The first one in like over 20 years to come out, and I guess it took a while. I, honestly, I haven't even heard anything about it since then. Like, is it a good game? Is it you know? Is it as fun as the original? Could it be as fun as the original? I don't know. 
And look at us hogging all the airways. We know Justin's just itching to talk about Pokemon Snap over there. <laughs> oh, itching. Itching and bitching. But no, I just... I for me being audience I'm I've got some years on my junior cast members on the podcast <laughs> but when Pokemon came out a little bit immature yeah he was stomping nerds like us it's true stomping <laughs> and no and it's like I played the only Pokemon game that I played was Pokemon Red and that was in college and after college I found it to be on Game Boy Mini or Junior or whatever the hell they called it, I would bring it with me on like work trips and I would play Pokemon on airplanes going to be Mr. Professional Man. I love that. But I never I never <laughs> played the card games. I never played Snap. To me, it sounds like the most boring parts of Rockstar's Bully, if you remember that game. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I mean, I, and I, I'm not discounting your experiences cause I wish that I could have been a part of it, but I was kind of too mature for y'all and stomp the nerd at that time. <laughs> it's all good. We, we love you anyways, but yeah, it was just one of those games where Jeff, like you said, it's kind of after school run over to a friend's house. And it, it was definitely that, that competition of like, who's got the highest score and also who, who has enough money to go to Blockbuster to get these fucking pictures printed and like convincing your parents in the late 90s like why you have to go to blockbuster with your n64 cartridge like what what do you want to do <laughs> like like i don't know if it gets more okay boomer than that you know like like we got to go to blockbuster and of course our parents took us because they're awesome parents and they just fought through it whatever it was yeah sure what, whatever i don't know we got some just try. I I would love to go back in time and just see them explaining to their neighbor friends or just adult friends like what you just went and took your son to do. Uh, well, <laughs> I took mine to go play ball. My kid just got his wrestling trophy. What did Eric do? Well, I took him to Blockbuster to print out a Gyarados picture because uh, he got two thousand points and he gets extra apples. <laughs> like that's my son. I'm so proud of my son. Number one son. Now now uh, insert a little photography snapshot. Uh, edit in there um but no that <laughs> that was a fun ass game so what we're gonna do every once in a while here bring that segment to you go check out that retro game even even if you don't have an n64 go youtube it just see how ridiculous it is if you've never heard of it before it's a fun ass game for those of you who do remember it let us know your favorite memories and favorite pictures and maybe if, even if you still have some jeff i have to imagine somewhere in that household there is a pokemon snap literal image like the actual hard copy of an image somewhere just like stuffed between a cushion <laughs> i think i have a time capsule from when we were in middle school i don't know if you remember <laughs> we did those and i believe that there is a uh an electric type pokemon in there total annihilation like a printout of it and i believe there might be a pokemon snap in there <laughs> so that's so good so good well Thank you, Pokemon Snap, for being in our lives and uh, being a part of our history. So, retro game right there. And last but not least, something new we want to try out here on SideQuest 2.0 is free pom uh, free pom I almost said porno. Uh, don't do Ooh. that, kids. <laughs> free promo Fridays. So, every week, our episode's going to come out once a week. Uh, we're going to go a little bit longer. And uh, we want to give somebody a shout-out, whether it's somebody we know, another podcast, or... Anything that you do, you know, just 
shout at us. Let us know. And so for this week, uh, we want to give a big shout out to uh, someone that was on one of our episodes. Uh, she was on our Power Rangers episode. I believe it was back in season three. She actually kicked off season three, episode one. So in our archives, go check it out. Uh, but shout out to Becky. Um, she's an awesome local Chicago artist. She joined us on an episode and literally within hours, she drew a picture of us, like just the, the best cartoon image that I've seen in a long time. And we just loved it. We fell in love with it so quickly. And you can find her at B Hilgie. Uh, that's B H I L L G I E on Instagram. And so we definitely got to have her back on the show. Her new logo. She designed our brand new logo, so when you're listening to this, you're going to see it. So we'll we'll be sure to uh, tag her so that you guys can go find her, and please follow her, and like it, and subscribe it, and all that fun stuff. So, uh, yeah, so shout out to Becky. Thanks so much for everything that you've done and being a part of the show in the past and for the new promo art and cover art and all that fun stuff. So that's this week's free Friday. Meet, 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 meet. And so that... Is it, ladies and gentlemen? This is PsyQuest Podcast, year number two. We are in 2.0 mode. I'm so glad you guys could join us. Please go out and like our stuff, subscribe to it, follow it. We're going to get our YouTube channel up and running. We're working hard on everything in the background. So we got a lot of fun stuff coming up. We got a lot of great new segments, a lot of new guests lined up. Um, so let us know what you think. We hope you like it, you love it, you want some more of it. Uh, so, boys, for the first episode of the second year, what ideas do we have? I mean, I'm thinking Pokemon. It has to be Pokemon. And I feel like we did Eric's Pokemon sound in the past. Yes. I feel like we definitely... All right, Jeff. Jeff, you be a new Pokemon. I'll be snapping pictures, and then you just make the noise. Okay, this is uh, Bring Br- Bringot. Okay. Uh, all right, I'm, I'm gumming along. I throw an apple. Ooh, a Bringot. That happened. <laughs>